0: You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss spirit
1: podcast with Ben
0: Garrett. Welcome to the Talk of Champions on this Monday, May 22nd, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter, and joining me is Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. Hey, buddy.
1: What's up, Ben? How we doing?
0: Good, man. How
1: are you? Man, it's good. I'm good. Just uh, got in the office here this morning and, um, you know, kind of finishing out the, the spring. You know, we had a little bit of a tough weekend with softball losing and golf uh, not advancing. So, uh, really track. And then a couple of individual uh, student-athletes are really all we have left. So, the, the spring semester is definitely winding down.
0: So, once the spring semester does finally end, What's your evaluation process like for all the sports? Like, what's your schedule? What are you doing for the next couple of months?
1: No doubt. We'll, uh, we'll have, you know, kind of season wrap-up meetings with, with every coach. And, you know, our sport administrators help me with that as well. And, uh, you know, like you said, we'll evaluate kind of the seasons and, and what went well, what didn't, what didn't go well. And, uh, you know, start talking about, you know, how we can improve and, and how we can, you know, push to the future. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get all that done here in the next you know, few weeks and, uh, and then head into summer.
0: Are you going to do anything fun for the summer?
1: Yeah, we are. We are. We're actually uh, we're going to take our whole family uh, over to Italy this summer for a, oh. for a couple of weeks in, in July. And so it'll be our first time to be back there since uh, 2008 when, when I was playing over there. And uh, we're going to go to some of our old stomping grounds, see some old friends and, and, and try to have a good time, eat some good food and, and all that. So we're excited about it.
0: Well, what did you think about softball? I know they fell short, but that's a program that was dealing with a lot for a while there and it seems like they're on better footing now.
1: Yeah, they've they've been really consistent. You know, I think that's either the sixth or seventh year in a row that our team has uh has gone to the NCAA tournament. Jamie and her staff have done a great job. And you know, when when you're a new relatively new staff, you still have some, some transition and, and still trying to, you know, recruit to, to your style and, and all that, you know, I think we're we're finally getting into that for her. Uh, you know, and the season was a little bit up and down, um, but but you know, finished strong, was able to you know, get into the tournament and and play well out in in Utah. You know, a couple of really good wins against Baylor, and and played Utah really tough, and and just couldn't quite get over the hump. But uh, you know, it, it's a good year and, and something to, to really grow on. And then obviously, we'll we'll get started on the new stadium. You know, which is really exciting. We'll we'll start moving dirt around, putting up a construction fence out there. You know, here in the next week or so, and and you'll start seeing that new stadium uh, come up here shortly.
0: Well it's the first losing baseball season since nineteen ninety seven. Uh from a valuation standpoint, I mean they won the title last year, but up until then it had been a struggle. So you got the ten games and or ten wins and eleven games in the postseason last year, but outside of that it's been pretty tough for two years. Does that change your approach or evaluation in any way?
1: Well, you know, I mean we're gonna we're gonna obviously meet with Coach B and, and talk about the season and um you know, obviously we, we loved what happened last year and that run we made to, to win the national championship and you know, certainly really happy for him and the team and all that, but, you know, obviously this year wasn't up to our standard, you know, I mean, we, we're a team that, uh, you know, and in, in, in thanks to Coach B, we we built a, a program here where, you know, not only getting in the NCAA tournament but making deep runs in the NCAA tournament are, are what you know, what we do and what we expect, and so, uh, you know, obviously had injuries that, that you know, helped and, and led to, to some of the, the downfall this year, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we've got to be a team that's consistently in the tournament, and we have been, and this year we just didn't do that. So we'll have that conversation and, and talk about, you know, what went wrong this year and, and how we can improve and obviously recruit, you know, recruit. we got to get in the portal and, uh, and, and find some guys to plug some holes because, uh, you know, obviously we're losing you know, a lot of position guys this year and, and we'll have to see, you know, how all that shakes out. But uh, we'll definitely look at that and, um, and certainly, you know, want to make sure that, uh, you know, this, is, this isn't the trend to have a year like we had this year.
0: It's a little too inside baseball, but we hear about it every single year about the contract rollover stuff for you who's making that decision, what kind of goes into that consideration?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta you gotta factor in everything. You know, you, you look at the fact that, you know, a lot of equity was built last year by winning a national championship and Coach B gets a new contract and, and all that. But you also have to look at this year. You know, it just didn't go well. And so we'll 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 look at all that and you know, decide what we make sense, what we think makes sense moving forward. But, uh, you know, I think what we've we've talked a lot about in the athletics department and and not just with baseball, but really with all of our sports is that, you know, making the NCAA tournament is the standard. You know, we feel like we're we're to a point right now, really with all of our programs that we're, you know, resourcing these programs at a high level. We're putting them in a position to, you know, recruit well and and, and play well and compete well and and win. And so – uh, you know, really, if we're not making the tournament, then that's probably not up to the standard that we want. And so, you know, obviously in baseball this year and several of our other sports, we didn't make the tournament. So you know, those are obviously things we'll discuss.
0: Women's basketball made the Sweet 16. But other than that, it was a pretty miserable sports year for Ole Miss athletics as an athletics director. Then what's your process as far as evaluation in trying to get things back on track?
1: Yeah, you know, I think if you look back at the two previous years before this year, you know, we had our two best years statistically that we've ever had at Ole Miss, you know, across the board. And, you know, this year, you know, to be very candid and and honest, it it just wasn't a great year. You know, we, we, we didn't have the finishes that we needed in a lot of our sports. And, you know, the fall got off to a little bit of a rough start with soccer and volleyball not making it. And, you know, football got off to a great start and then didn't finish as strong as we had hoped. And, Men's basketball didn't go well. Women's basketball obviously had a, a great year, made it this week 16. Yep. Uh, and our spring spring sports, you know, finished pretty strong. I mean, most of those teams made it to the postseason. Um, but then you had, you know, your men's tennises and uh, – I'm sorry, your women's tennises and your and your baseballs and a couple others that, that didn't do as well. So, um, you know, we'll look at all that. And, you know, certainly this year in, in totality, not up to the standard that we want with Ole Miss athletics, we want to continually be in that top 20, top 25 in the Learfield – rankings and uh, we won't we won't be close to that this year so uh, while we talked about you know how good we've been the last two years we've got to be honest with ourselves look in the mirror and say you know this past year hasn't been as good and and what do we have to do to fix that
0: where are things with coach yo's contract extension talks the negotiations you're having with her
1: yeah it's still ongoing Um, you know we've had good discussions i think we're we're almost to the finish line and and obviously with the with the year she had and and the team had and, and just you know really the the five years that she's been here and the trajectory of the program Uh, You know, obviously super happy with with her and the job that she's done, the staff has done, and and the student-athletes have done. So I want to get something locked in long-term for her, and and hopefully she'll be here for for a while.
0: Do you anticipate something being resolved this month?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think we're really close and you know, working with her representation and, and spending some time with her. Uh, I think we're really close to getting to the finish line.
0: Well, tell me about Chris Beard's work so far, because look, that's your sport. And when you hired him, you, you take on everything that comes with Chris Beard, including stuff that happened with him getting let go of Texas or whatever. But for you, as it, has it kind of played out so far exactly how you're hoping? Because, I mean, what he's doing right now is exactly what you expect when you welcome Chris Beard on campus, when you bring him in. I mean, he's, he's on fire right now, it seems like.
1: Yeah, he's doing a fantastic job and, and he's doing exactly what we expected. You know, we as we went through kind of the due diligence part of, of you know what you mentioned and, and, and having to get comfortable and, and confident in, in that, the one thing we learned is that you know, Chris Beard is a grinder. You know, he he works hard and uh, will will outwork just about anybody. And so far we've seen that, you know, uh, gotten basically all the staff here now and he's got one more assistant to hire, uh, you know, working on a roster which you know college athletics now it's it's so crazy with the roster management piece and uh, you know you you basically have three or four guys from last year's team and and the rest are, are all new you know and so trying to to figure that out and and as you mentioned has done a, a great job of that so far probably just a, a couple of pieces short of, of having a really good roster for next year so uh, I've been really happy with him and, and the conversations with him have been great and you know he's a guy that's going to continue to try to be creative and proactive and and push new ideas and and try to you know build this program quickly and you know, obviously his track record shows that he can do that really everywhere he's been. He's turned programs around really, really quickly. So, uh, you know, no, no pressure on, on Coach Beard, but uh, we're excited about, you know, the prospects for next season.
0: When you're going through the process of hiring Chris Beard, when did it become obvious to you that this was the guy we're going to zero in on?
1: Well, you know, I, I knew, uh, you know, early on in the process that obviously there was mutual interest. We were interested in him. He was interested in us. And, and we had to, you know, run the traps on, on, you know, all the stuff that, you know, we were hearing about coming out of Austin. And, and we did and, 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 you know, got to the point where, you know, we felt comfortable and confident with that, as I mentioned before. Um, and we knew from a basketball perspective, you know, if we could, if we could figure all that other stuff kind of off the court stuff out, uh, from a basketball perspective, there wasn't a better coach out there. Right. And so, you know, we're we're so excited about that. And uh, you know, we we knew you know, really from day one. If we could if we could figure out the off the court stuff, uh, you know, Coach Beer was a, you know by far our number one prospect, and and it worked out great. And and like we said so far, you know, we hit the ground running, and uh, it's been very exciting.
0: What were those conversations like? Not about the Texas stuff, but the perception of the Ole Miss job, and why did you feel like it made so much sense for these two uh, sides to kind of come together here?
1: Well, you know, again, that's that's where you know we were getting word, uh, you know, kind of through basketball circles that you know he had interest in our job, and you know that was something that was obviously very intriguing, and uh, you know I think with the pavilion and the Tui Center and the resources that we have now for for men's basketball and, and women's basketball, you know our, our programs are are you know thought of as a, a very you know a very high level and very respected, and so. Um, you know when we started having those initial conversations and and again got past some of the other stuff and started talking basketball um, you know it was very clear right away that you know he felt like he could come in here and and not only you know win but win at a high level and that's all he talked about you know he talked a lot about you know playing on Monday night for a national championship and how we can do that at at, at Ole Miss and and to me that was you know music to my ears because that's what we talk a lot about here is not just competing but winning and you know we want to we want to win SEC championships. We want to win national championships. And obviously Coach Beard has that same mindset. If
0: Ole Miss basketball won a national championship with you as AD, I feel like you could just be like, yeah, I'm good. I've done what I came here to do.
1: Yeah, that, that could be kind of a drop the mic moment, you know, uh, and maybe just right off into the sunset at that point. Um, but, no, that, that would be, you know, incredible um, to do that. And, you know, to win one in women's golf, to win one in baseball, you know, basketball – uh, football, you know that that would just be you know incredible at Ole Miss, and and something that you know not only the administration, myself, others, but our fans, our donors, um, it would just make a huge a huge difference. So yeah, but 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 what's cool is that's what we're talking about. You know, yeah. we're, we're not talking about uh, you know making the tournament or or having a winning season or, or whatever that you know maybe we talked about in the past as, as being a good year. You know, for us, as I said before, you know, getting in the tournament should be the standard across the board, and then. You know, once you get in, no matter what the sport is, it's about matchups. It's about getting hot at the right time and, and going and competing for a national championship. And, you know, Coach Beard talks a lot about, you know, three weekends. You got you to go 2-0 and on three weekends. And if you can do that, you can win a national championship. And, and I have no doubt that we can do that.
0: Well, the interesting thing about Chris Beard is as far as resume, there's not a more accomplished coach that Ole Miss has ever hired.
1: Yeah, and and you know, let, let's be honest. You know, without the without the the issue, you know, kind of the off court stuff, do yep. we have a chance at a guy like Coach Beard? Maybe not. You yep. know, and and but you know, that, I think that's where at Ole Miss we've got to be creative, we've got to be resourceful, and uh, and punch above our weight class. And and I think you know sometimes the stars have to align, and and they did. And you know, obviously we were not going to hire Coach Beard if if we didn't feel comfortable doing that based on you know the off the court stuff, but you know, very quickly, you know, we learned that we did feel comfortable with, with what happened there and, and you know, w- with moving forward with, with Coach. So, um, you know, for him to come in and, like you said, to have the resume that he's had and, you know, the record he has in the NCAA tournament, you know, taking a team to the national championship game, um, you know, we want some of that here. And, uh, you know, I think that that's something that, that we're going to see here in short order.
0: Well, the spring SEC meetings begin May 30th in Destin. When you arrive, what's going to be the biggest ticket item, do you think? Is it going to be the scheduling stuff?
1: Yeah, I, I think that will be, you know, one of the one of the biggest things we'll talk about. Um, you know, we've kind of worked on that really for, you know, over a year now. And uh, every every meeting we have, we we make a little progress and then we kind of kick it to the next meeting. But I, I do think Destin is a is a you know kind of a point where we're going to have to put our foot on base and, and make some decisions. So uh, that'll be a big, a big discussion point, you know. Um, I think when you look at just some of the national things going on in our industry with some of the, the litigation and lawsuits that are out there, you know, obviously NIL is a big you know, part of, uh, of any discussion you have when you get ADs and presidents and chancellors and coaches together. So uh, I know that'll be a big discussion, and uh, you know, it'll, that'll be a part of it as well.
0: As far as guardrails, you're hearing a lot, of, a lot of discussion about NIL guardrails now. Where do you kind of stand on that? What do you think needs to happen?
1: Um, I think more guardrails are needed. Um, I'm all for guardrails. And so, you know, I don't know how quickly that that those are going to happen or or who's going to implement those, you know, who's going to, who's going to be the group. Is it the NCAA? Is it Congress? Is it the conferences? Uh, Or is it the courts? Uh, You know, there's just a lot of different angles that it could come from, but uh, you know, I think what we're, what we're seeing right now with NIL is, is, you know, it's not sustainable for one. Um, I don't think that you can keep up with some of these numbers that are out there right now and, and donations to collectives and those type of things it's just going to be hard to continue that. So, um, and and two, you know, what does college athletics need to look like? You know, is is, is the current model what we need to look like moving forward? I, I'm not sure that it is. And um, I'm all for NIL. I think student athletes should have the opportunity to to, to make you know money for for their name, image, and likeness. But uh, I'm not sure that what we're doing right now is, is the right way to do it. So there's some really, you know, smart people in the room across the country that are that are really working on this really hard. Um, but I think it's going to be a combination of probably all of those things that I just mentioned. It's not going to be one of those groups that's going to come in and say, Hey, here's exactly how this is going to work. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. But uh, you know, the, the crazy part is, you know, how you how you handle it until those guardrails arrive. And right now, you know, just trying to be proactive and creative in the NIL space to not, you know, just to keep up um, is an interesting, uh, interesting process.
0: Well, here's my thing on it, and no one's asking my opinion, but I got Keith on the phone and I can do this. You know something's wrong, when you, and I'm not naming names, but you sign a kid in November, the kid early enrolls in January, goes through spring football, and then he's on another team by May.
1: Yeah, and and you know that that goes back to the fact that there is a lot. You know, the, the, the trend is is trending more towards you know student athletes having a lot of flexibility, and you know that's that's fine. I mean, I I think that student athletes should be able to make money and have flexibility. But you know, I do think at some point you're going to have to say, hey, here's the college model. Um, here's what we do in college athletics. You can either you know do that, or you can go do something else. And. You know, some of that is these windows with transfer portals and, and you know guys and gals having the opportunity to to be at so many different places. The roster management part is really, really hard right now. Um, you know, these a lot of young people are are tracking toward degrees at a certain institution and then transfer out to another institution and a lot of those credits don't transfer over. So, you know, they're they're ending up, you know, not getting their degree when they should. And there's just a lot of layers to this and dominoes to it. So um, you know, we'll figure it out. You know, it's a it's a tough puzzle to solve, and but that's what we do in college athletics, and we'll get there. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, not the most stable time right now. That's for sure.
0: Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options visit olmistix.com olmistix.com or call the olmist athletics foundation today 662-915-7159 for olmist football season tickets it's time again to help lock the vault the car buying process can be a lot i know i've been there you just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal simple Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills, so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the old Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Well, when Ole Miss, I think, uh, going into the Texas Bowl, had 60-something players, and then 33 of them are gone by May. I mean, again, I'm all about player movement and freedom and, and actually having some leverage and some negotiating power here. But come on, man. This isn't sustainable.
1: Yeah, you know, it used to be where you might add, you know, one transfer per year and then some high school kids. But you had, you know, seven or eight, nine guys back. Our gals back on a team. You can build those relationships and watch them grow from their freshman year to their senior year, and you're just not seeing that anymore. You know, you're building teams now, not not programs, really. And so, um, you know, I think we've got some coaches that have adapted really well and and are doing that and keeping us really competitive and and allowing us to you know win games. But um, you know, it is hard, and it's hard on the fans, it's hard on the coaches, it's hard on the administration, it's hard on the on the kids, you know, on the on the players, on the student athletes. So. Um, I think there has to be something that reigns it in somewhat, but uh, you know, we'll see where it all shakes out.
0: SEC leaders are split on future scheduling format for uh, when Oklahoma and Texas get into the league. Where are you on scheduling format? What do you think it needs to be?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably thinking at some point we will get to nine games. Um, I don't know if that's now. Uh, I don't know if we stick with eight for a little while and, and then move to nine at some point down the road. Um, I think there's just too many quality teams in our league now to to not play each other a little more often and and see each other a little more often. So adding that ninth nice game, I think, does make a lot of sense eventually. Um, but you know, I'm not sure you know if that's if that's you know we need to do that now or, or wait a little bit. So we'll, we'll certainly discuss that down in Dustin. And um, you know, I think that that you know the year we did 10 SEC games during COVID. Um, You know, it was really tough on the student athletes, you know, physical and and all of that. And I'm not suggesting we do 10, but uh, I know our fans loved it. I know TV loved it. Uh, You know, created a lot of great matchups that were, you know, riveting and and compelling on on Saturdays. And so, um, you know, going to nine, I think at some point, you know, probably makes makes sense.
0: When Greg Sankey says, all right, Keith, what do you think about more teams added to the SEC? What would you say?
1: Well, I'm I'm all for it. Um, You know, I think there's probably some teams out there that make sense. Uh, to join the SEC, uh, you know, when we talked about this uh, back after UCLA and USC moved to the Big Ten, um, you know, the, the two things that I told the commissioner that, that kind of were my talking points is, one, uh, I don't really want to go outside of our geographic area. You know, I don't want to go at Oregon just because they're a sexy team and a, and a big brand. And, you know, all of a sudden our student athlete experience goes way down because we're having to fly out to the West Coast all the time. So I want to make sure if we add teams that they're, you know, relatively in our geographic area. And then also, you know, I don't want to add teams that are taking our revenue, the old Mrs. Revenue. I want to make sure that, you know, add teams that there's a value add there that they do, you know, add value to our league and add revenue to our league. So, you know, I want to make sure that we're not having to split up, you know, the, the pie, you know, into more pieces and, and, you know, people taking part of ours. So those are really not two big things, but, you know, do I think that, you know, conference expansion could make sense in the future? Absolutely
0: it's kind of a different question, but it feels like Lane's more settled now than he's ever been at Ole Miss. And maybe that's completely my uh, projection of wanting it to be true. But for you, do you think that's kind of true? Cause it feels like he's really settled in now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think it's been good. You know, I think, um, you know, with Lane and, and, you know, being here for three years now and going into his fourth year and his daughter moving here from California, having a great senior year at Oxford high school and coming to Ole Miss and uh, you know, I think too, just kind of kind of settling in. You know, I think that he, he realizes that this is a place that uh, is special. Uh, it's a great place for quality of, of living, and
0: uh, and
1: you can win here. You know, I think he's realized that you know while we got to be creative and, and figure out ways to you know have some advantages on some other programs that maybe have a few more resources and a little more tradition, uh, you can recruit here. You can win here, and so. Um, I feel good that you know he's uh, he's he settled in and, and feels like Oxford is a place he wants to be for for a while.
0: In your mind, as the athletic director, what's the next step for Ole Miss football under Lane Kiffin?
1: Well, you know, I think the consistency. You know, I think that uh, you know you win. I think five games that first year. Obviously, the second year, ten games in Sugar Bowl, and last year off to a great start and, and just didn't finish as strong. And, and what he and I talked a lot about, even you know, from all the way back to his interview. Uh, you know several years ago is that we've got to avoid kind of these highs and lows you know we we want the highs but we we need to avoid the lows and uh, you know we've been consistent we won eight games last year which was which was great but um, you know we want to make sure that we're continuing to win at a high level and keep that consistency so um, you know I think we can do that and you know I think in a down year for us it's eight or nine wins and and, you know the good years you know when we can really get it rolling and get that right personnel in and, and all that you know we can win 10 or 11 and you know, obviously, with the, with the playoff expanding, you know, have a chance to, to jump in there and, and, and compete for a national championship. So um, I think he would agree with that. You know, no, nobody wants to win more than him. He's super competitive. And uh, to, to the previous question now, you know, kind of all locked in here and, and realizing that we can do it here at Ole Miss. I, I think the sky's the limit.
0: What's y'all's relationship like?
1: Yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we get along well and, um, you know, having Alan Green here now as our, our senior deputy overseeing football, has been really good as well to, to, to work with Lane and the staff over there and be in the building every day and, and all that. And obviously has done it, it at a high level at, at Auburn before. So, you yeah, know that's been really good. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been really happy with, you know, mine and Lane's relationship. And, and, you know, the the part is, you know, with him kind of settling in here and realizing that Oxford can you know his and, and can be a really special place. Uh, you know, that's been really cool. So, uh, you know, really rooting for him and and, and the team and, and all that. And, and uh, again, I, I really feel like some, some really cool things are ahead of us.
0: I just want to walk through with Keith Carter, just one-on-one with the uh, Manning Center, man. I want to see all the new stuff. I want you to go, hey, Ben, there's your corner. Even though I don't have a corner. <laughs>
1: Man, I think we're a little late in the process man. of construction to get your get your corner in Darn. there. We just talked a little earlier, yeah. uh, but no, we're, we're going to open that up. Uh, it'll be ready to July fifteenth. We'll get our coaches and, and you know hook the team move back over there probably you know a week or ten days after that. And and once that's done, man, let's go over there and walk through it. It's going to be really nice, and um, you know it'll it'll be on par with with any facility in our league, and so. Uh, we're excited about that and uh, you know getting Coach Kiffin and the staff back over there you know here shortly.
0: what do you think is going to be like the crowning jewel or what you're going to show the most in those hype videos and stuff for recruits and everything?
1: Well, I think the weight room is going to be kind of the centerpiece uh, you know that's the signature hole if you will it's going to be really really nice and, and much bigger uh, a lot of natural light in there, two stories that's um, going to be really really cool so I, I think that's probably the, the spot that they're going to start when they bring recruits in but you know, new locker room, new training room, all kinds of bells and whistles to, you know, to you know, when the recruits come in and they want to, you know, put the gear on and take pictures and, and do all those things. Just, you know, a lot of state-of-the-art, you know, uh, technology in there and, and those type of things, too. So, it, it's going to be really nice and, uh, you know, certainly something that our, our team and, and our, our players deserve.
0: Well, you have to do something for me. Chris Beard mentioned a throwback game at Tad Smith Coliseum. Keith, we got to make this happen. This has got to happen. <laughs> like get yeah, AK we're, we're and UAB any, to come over or something, you know, it'd be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Kyle Jarvis and, uh, and, uh, country Graham and, you know, everybody. Uh, so, uh, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. We're, we're looking at it. We certainly would love to do it. Um, the thing you got to remember though is that the the Tad Smith floor and, and a lot of the, a lot of the things in there have not been touched since 2016. So, uh, we're trying to figure out, you know, one can you bring people in there? Can you play a game on the on the court surface? Uh, you know, new three point line has been, you know, the distance it's, there's just a lot of kind of logistical things you gotta look at to do that. But the concept is great and I do think, you know, a lot of nostalgia going back into that building and, and playing a game. Maybe we you know, let the streamers come down from the catwalk and, and all that stuff. So uh, we'll see how it all works out.
0: Yeah, maybe so. It's going to be hard to play a game in Tad Smith, but if you can pull it off, if you can like clean out the raccoons, it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, squirrels, raccoons, yeah. leaks from the ceiling. You know, we, we got a lot going on over there. But uh, it would definitely take it old school, and, and throwback would uh, would would certainly be the right way to put it.
0: Yeah. So for you, when, whenever you're trying to get your exercise in for the day, do you not just go play like some pickup at Tad Smith Coliseum? That's what Houston Nutten used to do. I used to meet them walking out after doing interviews. It'd be Houston, Tyrone playing ball in, the, in Tad Smith Coliseum.
1: I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of over the noon ball phase, Ben. Um, you know that, that torn torn Achilles and ruptured you know quads and all that stuff. I, I'm not I'm not big on that. So uh, I really <sighs> kind of run in straight lines now. I actually actually beat my 11 year old niece in a game of horse over the weekend. She was Thank in you. for my son's graduation, so there I did go. beat her. felt 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 great about that. gave me a boost of confidence. Did
0: you did you run your mouth? You got you got to still like run your mouth a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, and, and you know I was actually very impressed. She she was a pretty good trash talker. Too, oh, good. Uh, good. At, at 11. So good. Uh, you know that was that was good. And um, but <laughs> but I did get the best ever. I think by one letter. Oh, so that's good.
0: I'm, I'm happy for you, man. You're, you're really taking your career to the next step. He's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. Hey, enjoy Italy once you get past all this other stuff, man. I'm excited for you. And uh, thanks for coming on doing this, man. Absolutely, Thank you, my man.